Welcome to Northside Community Church. We believe that our mission is to impact the community in a positive way by speaking and living out the good news of Jesus. We hope that you'll enjoy this message today. We've got something special this morning, and Pastor Vicky is going to bring the word to us this morning. And she's, We're on a bit of a journey, and we've been speaking about these four things, which are not in order on the thing, um, but we were talking about authentic, we then talked about community, and we're going to talk this morning about generous, and next week we're going to talk about family. And these are really um, some of the distinctives that we have at Northside, both that we ha- we've been talking about, both that we have, and also that we want to chase after. So we, we have these things, and it's great, but also these are the things that we want to have more and more in our life. So Pastor Vicky's going to talk about um, generous this morning, and I think she's one of the best people in the whole world to talk about generous. And uh, many of you know that um, Pastor Vicky is a She's an amazing woman, and uh, her generosity. And when I when I thought about doing this, I thought Pastor Vicky needs to talk about generous. When um, most of you know, she's also my mother-in-law, and you know that's difficult. But no, that's <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. I've got no problem whatsoever. But um, we we have a joke in our family that um, that when um, if you want um, pancakes, you can ask Nanny to make pancakes at any time. Like we say. If you feel like, sometimes when we're at home, we feel like pancakes. Ring Nanny. Like you could literally ring up Pastor Vicky and you could say, I just feel like some pancakes now. She'd say, I'll make you some. That's right. Yeah, I'll, I can do that. I've got, I've got, you know, and she'd start making your pancakes. If there was any hint of anything like you felt like pancakes, she would start making them in a pan. But that's just like one example of her generosity. She would just always be generous with, with her time, with her abilities, with everything that she has. So I want to uh, welcome her. Let's give her a clap as she comes and speak about generous. Good morning, everyone. Oh, it works. Good morning. It's great to see. Look at me, everyone. Good morning. (laughs) Oh, it's great to be in the house of the Lord, isn't it? What great songs we had this morning. They've been very sensitive to picking those songs, and they've just been amazing. And I've too been thinking about what's been happening in this little um, town in Kentucky, um, that God is moving in that little town in Kentucky. And one of the one of the things that's happening there is often there's no music. There's no band. They just come, the, the, the um, young people just pour into this chapel. It probably sits about a thousand. They're on their knees. They're just crying out to God. There's confession of sin. There's repentance. And they're being filled with the Holy Spirit. There's such a cry in their hearts. And this morning we sang songs that, our, that touched our hearts and that, that our hearts cry out to him. Um, I'm just loving what's happening over there and um, I'm just believing that it'll come over here to Australia. And I mean, I, I just feel that God's doing stuff. Even, even here at Northside, there's such a beautiful presence of God here every Sunday because we come and we have open hearts. And I was praying this morning um, in the prayer room with some of the ladies and, and I said that the level of expectancy that we have will determine the level of greatness that God wants to do in our lives. So we've got to come every Sunday, sitting on the edge of our chairs, you know, almost, expecting God speak to me. And that's really my heart. And thank you, Luke, for saying those things. And I, I love my family. And if Luke wants gluten-free pancakes, I'll make them. And so, 
And so I, I love being a mum and I love being a grandmother and um, I just love what God's doing in our lives, and, but particularly here at Northside. And so, um, and, I, and, I, I just, and I just want to say again, expect God to touch your life. Expect because that's his heart for you. He wants to do great and mighty things. We sang that song, set a fire within my soul or within my heart. Set a fire so that I am on fire. I'm not like, you know, dead in my spirit, but I'm alive. But we have to ask God, God, set a fire in my soul. Hallelujah. So I'm going to be speaking on generosity. Isn't that a beautiful, beautiful um, outlay there? Generosity, it means it's kind. It's unselfish get that it's hospitable it's good it's open you know open-faced open hands you know when a baby's born their their little fists are clenched like this and eventually they they come out and we want to be those that have open hands to God first of all and to one another and big-hearted so my 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 um, message today is on generosity now, if this resonates with you, God is speaking to you right now. Capture that moment and get it into your heart and into your spirit and allow God to speak to you. Hallelujah. So generosity is actually not a natural thing that we do. You know, like little babies are born and it's me, 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 give me. And then they learn to share and they learn. So really, generosity isn't a natural thing. Generosity is other words as well. It also is kind. It's uns- I've read that. It also looks like compassion. Generosity looks like compassion. It's gratitude. It's forgiveness. And it's friendship. Generous in our friendships, particularly between husband and wife, ch- children and their parents and vice versa. And then we are generous to those around us. Luke spoke a couple of weeks ago about dripping in love. And I love that. It really resonated with me. And so this morning we're going to be talking about dripping in generosity because it's a God thing. It's a beautiful thing. And if we can see what the opposite is, then we know that we don't want to be the opposite. So the opposite is mean-spirited. It's being a Scrooge. Do you know what a Scrooge is? It's being stingy. It's being hand closed and heart closed to other people it's selfish and like a little child it's all about me 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 and me now I believe that there is a greater generosity released when we humbly come before the Lord and just bow in his presence what I love to do each morning pretty well each morning we've got a beautiful front yard and it's full of trees and it's just glorious um, this time of the year it's full of greenery so I often go outside and I just say Lord I welcome you into my heart today and you might say well Vicky you did that when you were 16 years of age but you know what I do it again and again and again because our hearts begin to close a little at times and we need to have open hearts where we say, Lord, I welcome you into my day-to-day. Come into my life, Lord, and fill me with your presence. And, you know, just saying that, I feel already empowered with the Spirit of God. I ask him to fill me with the Holy Spirit. In Acts um, 13, 52, we got that. And the d- disciples were filled with joy and with the Holy Spirit. And that's us. You know, I see a lot of generosity in this place. I see many, many that are open toward the Lord. The disciples were filled with joy 
and with the Holy Spirit. Because when the Spirit of the Lord comes into your life, when you say yes to God, he comes and he fills you. And you are automatically, you begin to love and you're generous in your love, dripping with love like Luke said. And today we're going to be learning about generosity, dripping in generosity because that's a trait of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. In John 3.16, it said, we know this scripture, you don't have to put it up. It said, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him would not perish but have everlasting life. For God so loved the world that he gave, it's that word gave, giving, his only son. And in 1 John 3.11, it says... The beautiful message you've heard right from the start is that we should walk in self-sacrificing love toward one another. Self-sacrificing love toward one another. Can you look at um, verse 16 to 19, please, Dylan? You see, it's a love. Self-sacrificing is a love that costs us something. It's not a love that we can just, oh, yeah, whatever, but it costs us. It costs us our hearts, our time, our effort. It, there's a love that costs. And so in verse 16 it says, This is how we have discovered God's reality. Jesus sacrificed his love for us. Because of this great love, we should be willing to lay down our lives for one another. Now that's quite a big statement that we'd be willing to lay down our lives. Now, only God in us can do that. If anyone sees a fellow believer in need and has the means to help him or her, you know that it's for both, for everyone, yet shows no pity and closes his heart against him, how is it even possible that God's love lives in him? Beloved children... I love that word, beloved children. Our love can't be an abstract theory we only talk about, but a way of life demonstrated through our loving deeds. We know that the truth lives within us because we demonstrate love in action, which will reassure our hearts in his presence. I know that's a lot, but that's such a beautiful scripture. I just really love that scripture. You see, we don't live to get but we get things to live and to share generously to pour out it's self-sacrificing you see generosity sees when you walk into this room if you if you have been touched by God you've welcomed him in which we have this morning you begin to see people and God gives you a little nudge in your heart oh that person needs a hug or that person needs someone to talk to or that person would love a cup of coffee like generosity sees you see things that you wouldn't normally do a happy and a powerful person is is a giving minded person always looking for opportunities to bless and I guess I love what Luke said and I'm the mum and I, you know mums love to bless and he's the recipient of that and my family are but you know that's us as God's people we're looking for opportunities to bless and to and to do good to people because as we know it is more blessed to give than it is to receive and that's in Acts 20 35 thanks Dylan in everything I did, I showed you that by this kind of hard work, we must help the weak, remembering the words that the Lord Jesus himself said, it is more blessed to give 
than it is to receive. Hallelujah. So what ways can we give generously? And I've just touched a couple of things, but I've just written here a few things. You know, a compliment. You know, when you see somebody wearing something new for the first time, say, you look lovely in that. You know, and that my favourite scripture of all, I probably say this almost every time I preach, don't withhold good from whom it is due if it is in your power to do it. You got it? Do it. Say a compliment. Smile at someone. Encouraging words. Physical help. If you see someone, you know, is struggling physically, help them. Generosity sees. What about financial help? We can help people when God prompts us. And it's so much better to bless and to give than it is to receive. What about giving them some words of encouragement, counselling them, praying over them? You know, I know um, when someone has um, an opportunity to speak with me and they say, Vicky, let me pray for you. I just feel so nourished and blessed when that person says, look, let me pray for you. I'd love to pray for you. Because praying for you is better than saying, G'day, have a great day, love ya, goodbye. But praying for someone is so much more powerful because when we pray, we pray words that heal and words that lift up um, those that are, that are needing a word that is just right f- for them. Commit today to being generous. Every one of us in this room, commit. If, I know you all are pretty generous and I know I've seen your generosity in this place. It's just been amazing. But renew that commitment to being generous in your whole life, in your home, if you work somewhere in your workplace, um, as a student at school, high school, university, commit to being generous. We're going to look in, um, at 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 1 to 7. Now, I know it's a very long thing, but this today is about being generous. And this scripture says it absolutely amazingly, and I don't have to add anything to it. Okay, we're going to read it. Beloved ones, we must tell you about the grace God poured out upon the churches of Macedonia. And today we'll put our word there, the church at Northside. For even... Can I... Should I move over here? Sorry. For even during a season of severe difficulty and tremendous suffering, they became even more filled with joy. Now, these people had tremendous persecution. And you would think if they had persecution, they'd be absolutely down in the dumps. But they knew, they came to know Jesus as their saviour. And so they were filled with the Holy Spirit. And so for even during this season of severe difficulty and tremendous suffering, they became even more filled with joy. From the depths of their extreme poverty, superabundant joy overflowed into an act of extravagant generosity. Oh, that really touched me when I, read, when I read scriptures like that. You know, we have days where we think, oh my goodness, life sucks. And, you know, we just, it's all about me. But, you know, as Christians, yes, life is difficult at times. But we pick ourselves up and we stand before the Lord and say, Lord, even though I'm going through a difficult season... I'm going to trust in you because you love me, you hold me in the palms of your hands and Lord, you've promised that I will be above and not beneath, that I will be the head and not the tail, that I will rise up and stand up and hold my head high and be full of the confidence of the Lord that is placed in my heart. I'm going to rise up. So when we do that in spite of our difficulty, this is what happens. 
for I can verify that they spontaneously gave. Spontaneously, that we didn't, they didn't have to be prodded or beg, give, you know, help people. They just spontaneously were generous and gave because God had touched their hearts and they were so appreciative. Not only according to their means, but far beyond what they could afford. And you think, well, that's not very good. How could they do that? But it's a God thing because they knew that as they gave, God would bless them abundantly and they would not be without. They actually begged us for the privilege of sharing in this ministry of giving. Now, when I read that, I'm a, I'm a bit gobsmacked because you can only do that when God has touched your heart and there's a generosity that just flows out of your innermost being. They actually begged us for the privilege of sharing in this ministry of giving to God's holy people who are living in poverty. They exceeded our expectations by first dedicating themselves. Oh, I love that word. And we did that this morning. We dedicated our hearts to the Lord this morning again. They dedicated themselves fully to the Lord and then to us, to the, to the church, according to God's pleasure. That is why we appeal to Titus since he was the one who got you started and encouraged you to give so he could help you complete this generous undertaking on your behalf. You do well and excel in every respect, in unstoppable faith. Now, just listen to this. We've all got faith. And he's, he's saying, good on you for having faith. Good on you for having, be having powerful preaching. And preaching, it's not just what I'm doing right now. It's you talking to your neighbours. It's you talking to your children. It's, it's, it's speaking the word of God to those around you. So it's not just preaching like I am. In revelation knowledge, you're amazing in that. In your passionate devotion, I applaud you for your passionate devotion and in sharing the love that we have shared to you. So make sure that you also excel in grace-filled generosity. Do I hear an amen? Amen. That's such a wonderful scripture. Read it at home and let it live in you. And verse, did I, did I say verse 10 and 11? Sorry, 10 and 11. Dylan, thank you. But, so here are my thoughts concerning this matter. And if, it's, and if it's in your best interest since you have made such a good start last year, did I say that? Hang on, since you made such a good start, both in grace of giving and in your longing to give, you should finish what you started. You were so eager in your intentions to give, so go do it. Finish this act of worship according to your ability to give. It's an act of worship to give. When we give, we actually, it's an act of worship to the Lord. Sometimes we just think worship you saying, I love you, Lord, and I bless your holy name. I worship you. But also worship is ministering to others. Worship is generosity. It's, of course, all those things, but today particularly we're speaking about generosity. You see, these people fully surrendered themselves to the Lord and they gave out of a longing of heartfelt thanks to the Lord and they wanted to bless those around them. This is the key to generous giving. First, we dedicate our hearts to God. We've done that, which includes our time, our money, our possessions. And then give as God directs us. You see, God will prompt you and say, Vicky, that person needs what you've got. I might have two fur coats, which I don't. But if I've got two coats and that person doesn't have one, then 
God may prompt me and say, Vicky, give that one to the person. I really learnt a lesson. Um, Luke, I can't see a clock. Okay. I really learnt a lesson because, you know, Luke and me, we had a little chat about the time because I might babble a bit too long, but I'll try and make it short. Okay. I learnt a lesson many years ago. A preacher spoke about giving away, you know, when you're generous, but don't give out of your, the worst thing that you have. Give the best thing that you have. I had a crystal bowl broken in my house once um, by a, guy, um, a couple that lived with us for a while and he dropped it and I went, oh! and then the Lord said to me, you can't take it to heaven, you know, and so I have that philosophy, I can't take it to heaven, I've got all this stuff, I don't need all this stuff, let's see if we can bless someone and give them your best, not your, not your glass bowl, but give them your crystal bowl because <laughs> you can't take it to heaven. You know, we, we need to really look at what we've got because we live in an amazing country. We don't live like two-thirds of the world do and I'm always so oh, heartbroken when I see what happens, especially what's happened in Syria and Turkey. You know, my heart just, just grieves for them. But many people, two-thirds of the world, don't live like us. We are so blessed and we are so generous, absolutely generous. Okay. What does this look like going the extra mile? You know how we go the extra mile. Don't just do what's required of you. Do better. Like if you're clocking in at work, if you go to work and you have to clock in and you are five minutes late, don't go at, if you work nine to five, don't go at five past five o'clock. You need to work another five minutes or more. You know what I'm saying? Like do, do more than what is required for you. What does it look like? Um, be the first to apologise if you've had a fight with your husband and wife. I find that really hard, but I know that's what God wants me to do is apologise, even if it isn't your fault. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. Um, if you see, you know I love you, Hardy, and we've got a lovely relationship. We love each other. It's, but we have fights sometimes, you know, but be the first to, to forgive and say, I'm so sorry. If you see something amiss in your house, in the church... Don't walk around it. Pick it up or fix it. If there's no toilet paper left in the loo, don't leave the roll empty. Go and find some and put it back on the thing. You know what I'm saying. Go the extra mile. Offer to help people, even those that you perhaps wouldn't normally be, be you wouldn't normally do that because you don't have a great relationship. But if you see they're in need, help them. Do something. In church, make someone a cuppa. Make someone a cuppa. And I know someone said, oh, it's a cup of coffee. It's the generous spirit of being able to bless and to make that person feel like, oh, thank you so much. You make them feel like they're a million dollars, just a cup of coffee. If you don't normally help in the kitchen, pop your head in and say, how can I help in the kitchen? They would say, come, take the rubbish bags out. Like, just seek generosity, seize. It says, and you are blessed when you do that. Um, if you're at home and the dishwasher needs unloading, nobody likes unloading the dishwasher. Unload the dishwasher. Well, I don't have a dishwasher. But if, you're in the, if you live in a house like we do with no dishwasher, do the dishes. Do the dishes. Huh? 
But you know, you know what I'm saying. Generosity sees, I know I'm making this sort of funny, but it's, this is life. You know, generosity sees what our husband or wife needs and we minister to them. What our children need, we see and we love them and we bless them. Um, pick up your mess. If don't walk over tissues on the floor, pick it up. Put things away where you found them. That's a big thing in my home. Not looking at it. Well, you know, if you do something and you just drop it there. And I'm thinking, it, it, it's come from there. <laughs> I love you, Hattie. Um, appreciate the people around you. Do you know, say thank you. Say thank you. Often people can't say that. And I often wonder, why can't people say just thank you? It's such a beautiful word. It recognises the person that you're saying thank you to and it makes them feel amazing. Be generous always. The scripture in Colossians 3, verse 23 to 24 says, Whoops. Okay, I'll just say it, I think. Have you got it, Dylan? Sorry. Um, It says, whatever you do, whatever you do, do it heartily as unto the Lord and not to man. Do it, do it with joy. Don't, you know, I've got, to do, I've got to fix the tap or I've got to fix, you know. Do it heartily as unto the Lord. In Acts 4, 32. Have you got that one? Oh, whatever you do, yep, with all your heart. In Acts 4, 32, all the believers were one. That's us. Where are the believers? They were one in heart. And in mind, no one claimed that, the, that any of his possessions was his own. Hmm. We live in the Western world and it's quite different because we have so much stuff. And, but I want to challenge us today because sometimes this is where we need to be. If you're a generous person anyway, God bless you and I think it's amazing. But, you know, what I have... It doesn't just belong to me. I'm a steward of this, what I have, because God has blessed me and I'm a steward of it. So I'm going to look after it, but I'm not going to keep it. Like if, it, if, it if it means to, it could bless somebody, then God help me to be that sort of a person. They sh- um, with great power, the apostles continued to testify to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus and much, next verse, grace was upon them all. There were no needy persons among them, for from time to time, those who owned lands or houses sold them. That's different in our culture, isn't it? Let that sink in. They brought, they sold them, they brought the money from the sales and put it at the apostles' feet and it was distributed to anyone as he had need. Okay, that's about it. But I just wanted to say that because that's the early church. That's what they did. They heard the gospel. They were transformed um, from the inside out by meeting Jesus, by experiencing the Holy Spirit in their lives. They were so 
appreciative of what God had done. And from that appreciation came such a generosity that it was astounding that they, obviously wealthy people had lots of land and houses, and they said, I don't need all, I don't need all these houses. I'm going to sell one or two and give, it, give them money to help the poor because there was a lot of poor amongst them. And I know that it is um, perhaps in that, in, that cul- in that day and culture, but really it is relevant to us today. Can we be generous? Do we need more than one home? I'm not, no, that's probably not the right thing to say, but you know what I'm saying. Let's be generous. Let's meet needs. Let's see um, how we can touch hearts and lives and, and especially bring them to Jesus. Like, I just want us to be generous in our spirits as well, not just in giving away things and, and doing things physically, but generous in our hearts. And we can only be generous in our hearts as we are touched by the Holy Spirit. You know, this really touches me. Um, you know, they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. So this was a sign that was making them to be able to be generous. Hallelujah. This is what God looks like when we are generous. I want to ask a question, and you don't have to raise your hand, but when was the last time that I humbly came to God and said, do it in me? Lord, touch my life. That's what all these young people are doing. I don't know whether any of you have seen them on Facebook, but there are this country town of Kentucky... I don't know whether it's country town. It must be a big town. But they're being touched by the Holy Spirit. There's a hunger. When was the last time you said to God, Lord, do it in me, touch my heart, set a fire in my soul and asked him to fill you with the Holy Spirit? It's my challenge today. Every morning I get up and I go outside and I say, Lord, just fill me with your Holy Spirit. Help me to be what you want me to be today. Help me the person that you want me to be. Fill me with your love. And, and you know, when God fills us, generosity flows, flows. When we are filled inwardly with the Holy Spirit, we are then able to outwardly be generous. When was the last time we were so touched by God that we gave sacrificially to someone in need? So I want to leave it with that. Um, so my, my thing was generosity. And I'm going to pray in a minute. But I pray that God, you have let, you know, we have to allow God to touch our hearts. We're not ones that, you know, hold things close to us. We have to be open-handed because being open-handed brings the blessing of the Lord. It is more blessed to give than it is to receive. And, you know, I challenge us, prove God. Prove God. Give and it shall be given to you. Press down shaken together and dripping over, running over. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for the word generous. Lord, I thank you that that's who we are as believers. And I know that, Lord, as we walk on in our Christian life, we leak a little here and there and we need to be filled up with the Holy Spirit. So, Sovereign God, Lord and Saviour, Lord, we're here sitting in this beautiful auditorium. We're so wealthy, really, compared to two-thirds of the world. And, Lord, we know that you want us to be a generous people. Open up our hearts, Lord. We ask you to fill us right now as we are sitting in your presence and we welcome your Holy Spirit into our lives. Lord, come into our lives and change us. Lord, we repent of being stingy at times and being selfish. And we want to be giving people, Lord. Lord, 
open-hearted and open-handed and to give to your kingdom, Lord, where we see needs. Lord, prompt us, challenge us day, day after day because, Lord, as we give, Lord, you give back to us in amazing ways but we want to be giving people. Thank you for, Lord, allowing us to be generous and to bless those around us. Father, I thank you for your Holy Spirit today. And I pray, Lord, that from this day on, we will be generous even more, that we would look for opportunities to be generous, Lord, because that's who you've called us to be. Thank you for this congregation, Lord. Thank you for all of us that make up the body of Christ in here. And each one of us are going to serve you, to love you, and be generous in every area of our life. And we ask this in the wonderful name of Jesus. And all the people said, Amen. Amen. Bless you. Thanks so much for listening to our podcast. We encourage you to allow this message and the Word of God to sink in and make a difference in your everyday life. If you want to know more about our church, check us out online at northsidechurch.com.au.